Welcome back to Reddit Readings, episode number 69, where we take the most fantastic Reddit stories and stuff them directly into your ears. New episodes coming at you every Tuesday, so don't forget to follow so you can keep up with new episodes or head over to redditreadings.com for all of the latest info. Today, we're jumping on to r slash let's not meet, so sit down, get comfy, and get ready to get your spoop on. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Our first story today, posted by you slash Poppy Junie. Online fan turned stalker. I've never posted to this subreddit before, but after working with authorities, I feel safe enough to share my story. For context, I, female, 20, started an OnlyFans account over the summer to support myself through school. And things were great until I posted my Amazon wishlist. Amazon doesn't release your address to people who gift you items, but third-party sellers can. And that's where I went wrong. By the way, not trying to promote it here, this is a very frightening story and I felt like it should be shared. In late July, I got a puppy. One night around 2am, I took him outside to go to the bathroom. While he was doing his business, I noticed a car parked outside my family home. I saw a figure in the car and could tell they were looking at me, but I couldn't make out their face because it was pitch black outside. Feeling a bit uneasy, I picked up my puppy to take him back inside, and when I started to move, the car parked in my driveway. I sprinted back inside and locked the door, but they never approached my house. The next morning, I went to check the mail. There was an envelope addressed to my OnlyFans name with $20 in it, but no note. I was currently still at home with my parents, who had no idea about my OF account, so I didn't mention it to them. A week later, I moved back to my college town to get ready to start school. At this time, I had stopped posting for the time being until I could figure out how they got my address. I've watched enough crime shows to know there's a possibility I could be in danger. I live in a duplex with a gated parking lot for reference. One morning... I was planning on vlogging my trip to Target because I was planning on starting a YouTube channel in the near future since OF felt unsafe. When I got to my car, it had been ransacked and my vlogging camera was missing. I know it's my fault for leaving it in my car, but I was using it the night before and since I lived in a gated area, I didn't think I would be unsafe. It wasn't in plain sight either. I had hidden it in my glove box. I used that camera to film my content and the SD card that was in there had all my unreleased photos and videos. I know they stole it just for the SD card. Anyways, this is where the story gets weird. 
There are cameras outside in the parking lot, so we were able to watch this person break into my car and find the camera. And they didn't touch any of the seven other cars on the lot. They knew which car was mine, which suggests they'd been watching me for a bit. After they got the camera, they walked around the duplex until stopping near my window. My bedroom faces an outside street and my blinds are broken, so it's very easy to see in. I have a curtain, but it doesn't cover my window all the way. This person watched me sleep for an hour or so. I have no idea why they didn't try to break in, but thank God they didn't. This person then sold the camera at a pawn shop, and since I knew the serial number, the police were able to find it. However, my SD card was missing. I believe the police are still trying to track them down. But I've broken my lease and moved to a new place, so hopefully that will keep me safe. Hey, guy who terrorized me in my home and apartment and stole my camera. Let's not meet. Well, luckily, I don't think I'll ever have that problem. I have been firmly reassured I have a face for podcasting. Our next story is from u slash Trayland62. This took place in San Francisco in the early 90s. I was 33, female, living alone in San Francisco. I had a good job, and I was very interested in real estate. I decided to walk to a neighborhood grocery store to pick up a real estate magazine. That's what you did back then. We didn't really have the internet yet. It was a rare, warm evening in San Francisco, and there were quite a few people walking around outside. I was walking behind a group of about five or six apparently unrelated people. At least they weren't talking to each other, so that's what I assumed. I'm rather short, so all I could really see was their backs. Suddenly, without a single word from any of them, they all turned around and started walking back in the direction we'd just come from. I was a bit amazed by this and turned to look at them, sort of shrugged it off and kept going in my original direction. As I turned my head, I was stunned to see a man just in front of me pointing a gun at me and grinning like a madman. He was about my height, wearing those green mechanics overalls covered head to toe in grease and dirt. Startled, I was about two feet from him and my gut reaction was just to continue going forward. So I passed him, every muscle in my body tense, heart racing and kept walking. To my dismay, I heard his footsteps following me. He started whispering, Oh, you're a bad bitch, huh? Why don't you run, bitch? Run! At that moment, my mind seized on the belief that he was waiting for me to run before he shot me in the back. He seemed to want it so badly. So, I was determined to do the opposite. I kept walking, expecting to feel a bullet slam into my spine at any moment. That shot didn't come, and I believe then and now that if I had run, that would have given him the piece of his fantasy that he needed. If that makes sense. Anyway, I headed up a hill and around the corner to a gas station with people in it. It was dark already. When I turned around, he was gone.
Well, that one was certainly absolutely terrifying. I would have ran. I would have ran like the damn wind. But hey, I probably would have also got shot. So, (laughs) moving on. Our next story is from you slash enough pizza now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, a pizza guy, intercepted a kidnapping during a delivery. I deliver pizza, and I've been having a really busy night, non-stop back and forth without any time to even pause and take a leak. I'd been so busy that I wasn't really thinking about bathroom breaks. But we're also going through a bit of a heat wave in our area, so I've been drinking copious amounts of water. All of a sudden, as I was driving to this particular delivery, the urge to go hit me. Like, things went from 0 to 60 in an instant. Thankfully, I was close to the customer, so I could get this one over with quickly. Or so I thought. I pulled up to the house, and it was an area I'd delivered in before, so I could immediately see that something wasn't right. All the lights were off in the house, not even the glow of a television or anything. It was extra apparent because the streetlight closest to the door happened to be out of order. And on top of all of that, the block was dead quiet. This is a big university area, and obviously there aren't many student renters in July, but there had to be at least one person because someone ordered this pizza. Maybe they just liked sitting in the dark, or they were out back in the yard, whatever. I just didn't want to get out of my car and knock on a quiet house in the middle of the night, around 9.30pm, without first checking I had the correct address and the customer was inside. It was scorching that night, even after sundown. My car's AC is a joke. The piping hot pizzas don't help things much, so I have to try to open the car door as infrequently as possible to keep any cool air in. I called the number the customer provided and the voice on the other end said, kind of brusquely and out of breath, Yeah! I just tried to keep it clear and concise. Hey, it's your pizza out front, but there doesn't appear to be anybody home. And the customer replied, still gasping for air, Yeah, I'm not home. I had to pee so badly by that point that I was much less patient than I'd otherwise be with a customer right out of the gate. Well, then, we're going to have to terminate the order because I've arrived in the stated delivery window and you're supposed to pay in cash, so... I don't know what to tell you. Plan ahead next time? I instantly regretted letting my bladder do the talking for me as the voice on the other end came through more clearly as a young, bubbly, and very distraught girl who couldn't have been older than 20 or 25. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was running down the street so I could barely hear you, she cried. I just switched you out of my AirPods. Is that better? Sorry, I've completely lost track of time at work, but I knew you were coming. That's why I'm literally running home right now. Please don't leave. I'm starving and I don't have a car. Seriously. 
Please don't leave. Five minutes tops, okay? I know what it's like to be hungry and running late and have no car and not live near any restaurants. Plus, when I heard her voice, I began to remember more specifically having delivered to this place a couple of times before. And she'd always been perfectly nice. Now I felt bad for snapping at her. I tried to walk it back while simultaneously looking out my window for potential spots to pee. No, no, my bad. I'm letting the heat get to me and it's not your fault. No need to rush. See you when you get here. I hung up and while surveying the streets, was starting to think I was really out of luck. All the other houses had people in them and were close together so there were no clumps of trees or out-of-the-way patches of land or anything. Of course, I just tossed my empty water bottle at the last delivery because I'm an idiot. Finally, I decided it was escalating to the point of an emergency and the safest bet was to use a bush in front of the woman's house. She wasn't home. The streetlight was out so no one would see me. The people who were home were inside. My car was parked across the street, and we're a small shop who don't wear uniforms, so if someone did spot me, they'd have no way to connect me to my employer. Animals pee outside all the time. Humans are animals. This is fine. I scurried over to the tallest bush in her front yard. She didn't really have much of a yard, more just a walkway lined with bushes and flowers that ran adjacent to her front door. The biggest cluster of bushes, the only one where I could be sure there would be no visible splatter on the side of the house, was about four feet from her door. I looked both ways, unzipped, and let fly. After the initial millisecond of relief, I noticed the sound was way off, more like peeing on something solid rather than leafy. I started panicking, thinking I'd aimed wrong. But once I start, I can't stop midstream. So I kept squinting into the darkness to see if maybe I was hitting a key rock or something and could just move a few inches over. Instead, all of a sudden, I heard a way more concerning noise. A deep voice exclaiming, What the fuck? And before I could turn around, assuming I'd been caught by a neighbor, a man came leaping out of the bushes. He blew by me, brushing my golden shower off him as he did. He spit pretty emphatically on the ground, so I think I might have beamed him right in the face. I didn't see where he went after a few paces, but though this next part is kind of a blur... I do think I remember hearing a car screech out from a bit further away after a minute. I'd gotten some night vision by that point, so I was able to make out his height, build and outfit, but only the most general of details. I was in such shock that I didn't even put my dick away. I just stood there trying to figure out what had happened. The reality was so terrifying that my mind refused to accept it and impulsively searched for a reasonable explanation that could make everything okay. I thought, could these bushes lead to some backyard area and just look like they were against the house? Could they have been obscuring an open window? My inner voice was desperately screaming, Bruh, that was a man wearing a hoodie in 90 degree weather. That was a bad man. You're in a bad situation. 
But the very idea that I was within inches of a guy who would be hiding in bushes at all, let alone in front of a young woman's house at night, just wasn't something I was ready to grapple with yet. I was coping by not coping. My fight or flight response totally failed me at that point because my dumbass did the absolute last thing I should have done and approached the bushes to try and validate this. There must have been a good reason for a man in a hoodie to be behind these bushes in the middle of the night, theory. So I walked over to the side, turned my phone flashlight on and tried to peer around the line of the shrubbery. Pro tip. As scary as things may look in the dark, seeing them with a single beam of your flashlight can sometimes make it even worse. That's when I saw the bag. There was a tattered drawstring bag sitting behind the bushes, slightly splashed with pee. But I was in such a moronic daze from shock that I groped around for it thinking, see, this is it, this will explain why he was back here. It explained it. Once I maneuvered it over and pulled it open, I saw a sharp knife, a roll of duct tape, and a bottle of pills. The delusions officially broke at this point, and all the adrenaline, endorphins, and self-preservation instincts that had been suppressed kicked in ten times over. I became whatever the opposite of dazed is. More laser-focused than I have ever been in my life with one singular goal. Get back to my car. I dropped the bag, booked it across the street, got in my car and slammed the pedal to the floor before the door was even all the way closed. I went as far as I could, as fast as I could, until I hit a red signal. Then I pulled off to the side and realized I shouldn't be driving any more than necessary in the condition I was in. I pulled into the parking lot of a 24-hour drugstore and took a breath. I was finally calm and coherent enough to zip up and formulate a plan of action. My first lucid thought was, who do I call first, the police or the girl whose house that was? I thought about it for what couldn't have really been more than 10 seconds, but it felt like an hour and decided, okay, I am in my locked car with the engine running. If trouble starts, I can drive away. I know something's up. She might not. She needs to know not to keep walking in that direction. But as I was dialing her number, it occurred to me, what if there was no girl? I thought I remembered delivering to that house before, but what if I was wrong? What if the girl on the phone was just a decoy to get me there to rob me? Or worse... Every pizza guy on the planet has seen the evil genius documentary by now. So I thought, she called me out of breath. She wasn't home. The whole thing was off. Can't risk it. I'll start with the cops. I called 911. The operator was very helpful in keeping me calm because I was a complete wreck by this point. He kept assuring me that someone would be there soon. I kept telling them they had to get there before the girl did, but I was trying to express these thoughts at once and really damaging my own credibility. It came out more as, 
You've got to save this girl because he wasn't after me. I was just delivering pizza unless they're after me, in which case it might not be a girl. There might not be a girl, but I talked to one on the phone. So when should they find the girl? Because every time she's tried to lure me here, but if she's really there and the guy it was so real and there could be more guys. And if there's actually a girl, you know what? Even even if there isn't a girl, there might actually be more guys. I only check the one part of the bushes. I don't actually know, but we'll, we'll know which guy it is. So I saw him because I pissed on him. And, you know, I didn't really mean it. It was, it was in the backyard and it was dark and I thought the girl was real but not home and she might be real you really need to find her if she is because the guy was real finally they basically just asked me to stop talking and stay on the line but that was when I saw an incoming call from the customer I couldn't answer it without disrupting my 911 call so I just ignored it but then she sent me this text hey I'm here I don't see you I told 911 she was there, and they said officers were only a minute away. But who knows how long that meant, especially after I'd given such a scattered account of the events in my panic. I just felt overwhelmed with guilt, because my rational mind said the odds of her being a decoy girl for some large scam targeting pizza guys were low, and the odds of her being the intended victim of a predator were high. So I put my 911 call on mute where I can hear them, but they can't hear me, and turned back, heart absolutely pounding out of my chest, compulsively muttering, fuck, 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 the entire way. Then I took 911 off mute and told them I'd return to look for the girl. They weren't happy about that, but I saw her meandering past the parked cars in the street, looking to see if one was mine, and I waved her down, flashing my brights. She bounced on over to the window of my car, happy-go-lucky. I figured that was a good sign that she wasn't in on whatever this was. But I was just so scared to be back in the general area and to not know what had just happened or what was going to happen, I just whispered, Get in, get in. And she was like, Get it? Huh? Oh, you want me to get the pizza from the back? I didn't want to make the same mistake with her that I had made with 911, so instead of trying to tell the whole story, I stuck with the bare basic facts. There was a man in your bushes. I'm on the phone with the police. I don't know where he is right now. Get in and lock the doors. I was barely able to even get those sentences out, and I was shaking like I'd had 10 cups of black coffee. I held up my phone with 911 on the call screen to verify it for her. I thought that that was why she got in the car with no further explanations, but it turns out that wasn't entirely it. He's still there. Is he with you? Are you safe? Is anyone out there? 911 kept checking in, not knowing who the third party I was talking to was. I reassured them, and we drove, more cautiously this time, to a location 911 instructed us to wait at to speak with police after they'd cleared the area. I didn't actually have to do much after that. The police came pretty soon after. A police car met us. I gave a statement telling them everything I observed, and she went to go speak to more officers in more detail than they needed me for. It turns out, the reason she got right into a strange pizza guy's car without probing any deeper into my story is because she knew who the man was right away from the description. She had an abusive ex-boyfriend who was apparently psychotic enough that he immediately came to mind from hearing, There's a guy in your bushes. She later called us to thank me and insist on leaving a huge tip. 
I wasn't there when the call came in, so the kid who answered didn't know to refuse to accept the money. But the manager already promised the next time we see her, we can load her up with enough one free pie cards to last a lifetime. Easily the scariest thing that's ever happened to me on the job or off. I don't get a chance to tell this story much because I try to avoid sharing it with anyone who could possibly know the girl or know of the event. But I'm still not the same since, even though I know he didn't even have anything to do with me directly. This truly shook me to my core. So, man in the bushes, let's not meet. Well, okay, guys, give me a second. I'm just going to go and check the bushes by my front door, just in case, you know. And that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you very, very much for listening. Please make sure you're subscribed to us on the RSS feeds or on your favorite podcast site, wherever you're listening to this, or head over to redditreadings.com so you don't miss the new episodes as they come out. And don't forget to check out last week's episode if you've missed it, episode number 68. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Next episode will be out next Tuesday, so make sure you don't miss it. Peace out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.